Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekolder of the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you till the uh, top of the hour. And we got a lot of questions, a lot of things going on in the real estate world. Hopefully you can stick with us as we say strap in. Joining us, Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys. You can reach Kevin and his group at 895-9900. Good guy, and they do a great job at getting things closed, specifically home loans. Also here, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. You can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. And I will tell you, he is now a the proud owner of the title of the number one home team inspection service in the country. Seven, yes, seven years in a row. Congratulations. Hey, thank you. It is an unprecedented seven years. So we're, we're excited about it. Squeaked out another win, but. I'll tell you what, Bob, the guys down in Florida and the guys in Alaska are breathing down my oh, neck. Boy. So right. we're looking forward to another great year with uh, you and the crew. We love that. We love that and looking forward to it as well. Also, my son, Greg, will be joining us in a moment. He's in the process of just rebooting his computer. Uh, and you can reach me, Bob Sekolder, because we're continually pushing the envelope. 300 plus closings last year. We're looking to do more. We would have had a lot more, except unfortunately... Not that many homes on the market at this moment. We're in the 1300s. Normally around this wow. time of year, 300, well, no, 3,000 would be the correct number. And here comes Greg as we speak. So uh, those, that's the thing. You can reach me on my cell phone at 376-5483. That's 376-5483. Coming up a little later on in today's show, home trends that gained momentum in 2021. First, some news making headlines throughout the real estate world. With inflation rising to its highest level, nearly 40 years, three-quarters of buyers and sellers say they are changing their plans. According to new customer surveys, 1,500 aspiring buyers and sellers have said, uh, we're, we're going to do something different. 29% of the survey respondents say they are delaying buying a home because of inflation. On the other hand, about a quarter of aspiring buyers say that inflation is prompting them to accelerate plans to make the purchase in real estate sooner than later. This may be a driving factor. News this week, lumber prices are soaring once again. That's following a dip last spring and summer. They have nearly tripled over the past four months. It's raising the prices of new construction. That's a problem. 71% of moving companies reporting delays in 2021, blaming high demand and labor shortage. That's according to a new survey of 63 moving firms. So, the bottom line here is if you are planning to move, uh, do the research ahead of time and get reservations in as early as possible because there's a three to six week delay now with some moving firms. Also, mortgage rates stayed low for a final week of 2021, but housing analysts largely are predicting rates will be heading up in the coming weeks. And finally, certain words have worn out their welcome. Did you see this this past week in the news there, guys? Greg's joined us, no. by the way. No? So words that we can no longer use, these are banished words, according to a Lake Superior State University, which released this list. Among them, wait, what? No worries. At the end of the day, that being said, asking for a friend, circle back, deep dive, new normal, you're on mute, 
and supply chain. I cannot believe I use these words every day. So, all right, let's move on. Let's start, Kevin, with this one. Um, and everybody knows that COVID is everywhere. It's everywhere you turn, you hear and there. It's it's nuts. Last week, I personally had a closing. We had four closings that I had personally last week. Seller had COVID. And so what I did was I went over, took video of the seller through a glass door, signing a power of attorney for me there to be the power of attorney for the seller. So the attorney back at the closing location watched through my iPhone, the seller signed that. He then put his paper, signed paper into a plastic baggie that I had brought and slid over to him. He then put it outside. I had a can of Lysol. You can't make this up. Sprayed the bag down like it was dripping wet that time on the outside, obviously, and brought it over to the attorney uh, that we closed. And that bag, even though they haven't opened it, they waited five days. It was in a closet. So the reason I tell you this is because Jimmy sent in an email. Jimmy, he says, represents a seller. He's an agent in town. Buyers have COVID. The buyers have no computer skills, Kevin. The buyer needs to respond to a repair request. The uh, buyer's agent, who's elderly, does not want to go near the home. So the question that um, that Jimmy is asking, so how how does he, uh, he can't get a DocuSign type document from the buyer to the seller. How does he stay within the time frame? And again, this is a little technical for our audience, but you get the feeling that th- this is a problem, and it is. How do we overcome that? I, you know what I did. I just told you. What would you say, Kev? Well, that's why the question I have is, is, is the question is not now who has COVID, but who has not had COVID, it seems like. And these issues are coming up, and I'm, I'm not sure your specific example, but one of the issues that we've had is technically to notarize a document, you have to physically be there. Now, you can look at them through a glass, but anything with respect to FaceTime or remote online notarization there was some emergency use authorization by the government. There's been some efforts by the legislature, but to feel safe, technically you have to have the notary's eyeballs looking at the individual signing. Uh, now you can do that through the window, like we would have Which someone pull up outside. Okay, we have someone pull outside a car. Okay, yeah, that's so what that I did. the notary is physically seeing the act because we have a lot of right. people that will say. Hey, my mother is in a nursing home. It's locked down. Can we just do FaceTime? Yeah. And so the, one of the questions is, we're usually in the transaction taking sure to make sure that the bank has a valid and enforceable mortgage. Mm-hmm. And in a situation, what they're concerned about, there's a foreclosure. They could say that document wasn't properly notarized because I wasn't physically within view. And again, yeah. the law is kind of going back. But with the situations you're talking about, and in the past, we've done things similar to that you, you hand them the documents, you physically look at them, sign the documents through the right, window, right? They put them in the bag. Although I think in recent weeks and months, they've kind of indicated that you can't get COVID from merely touching an object that someone with COVID had. Yeah. But in, in past days, we would actually do the same thing, seal it, spray it down. The other, the only, there's really only one option is go over there. This agent, you have to go over there. Like I did, you sit there with the, and you watch him and he signs it through the door. Or in this case, he just has to sign a document and you stay safe. All right, let's move on. Uh, this is for Brad. Shelley is uh, reading that, and I didn't know this, uh, January is Radon Awareness Month, Brad. That's true. Huh? It is, yeah. She says she doesn't know much about radon levels uh, or what they are in her house. 
but she's wondering if one of those kits you can get in the, the hardware stores is worth using to test and to find out. Yeah, you can use uh, for a homeowner, uh, you can use one of those radon test kits in your home. They're relatively inexpensive. Uh, the good thing about it is that, you know, they don't cost a lot and you know, no one's tampering with it. Uh, of course, we don't use those in real estate transactions uh, because of the timing of the test. Those home kits are going to have to um, actually be left in place for at least seven days, but they're, they're accurate, uh, low cost, send them off to the lab. They'll get the results in a few weeks. So for a homeowner, it's a, it's a good way to check, but you know, what is radon? Yeah. It's a big celebration for, uh, for the home inspectors and the radon mitigation companies in January. I'm not exactly sure why it's, you know, radon awareness month, but it is, uh, radon we know is a odorless, tasteless, colorless gas. Uh, it's a radioactive gas that uh, comes into your home. It's the leading cause of lung cancer for non-smokers. Um, the problem is, is that every home is built a little bit differently. So you don't know what your radon level is uh, unless you measure it. Um, so a radon uh, test is, uh, you know, can be done by a homeowner as part of a real estate transaction, the home inspector or a radon uh, company would do the testing uh, for you. Two caveats. Very, One. very common in Kentucky. It is level. Yeah, we are the highest level according to the EPA. So about 53% of the homes, uh, according to the EPA, have elevated levels of radon wow. um, in them here in the area. Nice stat. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Well, and we should also point out that Brad mentioned it's the leading cause of lung cancer among non-smokers, mm -hmm. but it's also the second, am I right? Second leading cause of cancer yeah. among smokers. Yeah, and, yes, it is. Yeah. And so it's, a, it's just, it's a terrible thing. It's unfortunate. We sit over a bed of limestone. If it's porous, if the limestone is porous under your home, uh, chances are it's going to percolate up into cracks and crevices beneath the, uh, the foundation and into yeah. the house. Yeah. Yeah. And if your house is more than 20 years old or you've lived in your house more than 20 years, you probably never test it because we only started testing about 20 years ago. So they probably um, don't have mitigation systems in there to boot because good. they were looking for it. Exactly and, right. Yeah. So a lot of folks are surprised when they go to sell and we find elevated levels of radon in their homes. So it's probably a good idea to, you know, if you have lived in that house for more than 20 years, go ahead and, and do the self test just so you know. And generally basements, crawl spaces. And then I guess if you're on a slab, if you have poor ventilation, that could be. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And it depends on what part of the city you're in too. Some, yeah. some areas are, you know, higher readings than other parts of the city, but it varies from house to house, even in those areas that have, have high levels. Okay. So you're aware of it, folks. Hopefully you, you can try the test at home kit. We don't know what they cost, do we? Uh, I, you know, they're probably under $25. Okay. Um, and then, you know, that whatever the lab fee is probably another 35 bucks. The second thing I wanted to point out is I do not want, I would suggest highly that anybody who does testing does not do installs. There's a conflict of interest there. You should hire somebody who doesn't do an install. In other words, they just simply do testing. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. By the way, a couple of things, if uh, you want to see what the buyers and sellers are saying about it, our reviews, go to louisvillezillow.com or louisvillegoogle.com. And if you're looking to sell your home, you need an agent, I can help you. Go to louisvilleagent.com, fill up the form, and I'll call you. That's simple. We're going to take a break. When we come back, some more information, more of your questions. We're doing our COVID shows because, yeah, guess what? It was still doing this via Zoom. You can, by the way, see a redirect of the actual show itself with video 
by going to um, louisvilleanswers.com. That's louisvilleanswers.com. Here with us, Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. We've also got our buddy Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 844-411-TEAM. My son, Greg, who's does a great job of our marketing photographer so much more is here and you can reach me bob sicola anytime on my cell phone 376-5483 we are back in a moment on news radio 840 whas hi i'm brad lawler with home team inspection service the area's largest home inspection company our teams of dedicated professionals including many veterans inspect thousands of homes in louisville and southern indiana each year and team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we are able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. Pip and Frank has been serving your community for over 30 years in real estate closings and our title professionals educate the real estate industry both locally and throughout the state. Tell your loan officer and realtor to close with Pitt and Frank where we pride ourselves on being your trusted real estate closing expert. Pitt and Frank, signed, sealed and delivered at 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I built the number one brokerage firm in New York City by marketing luxury homes to the most qualified buyers. What makes the difference today in your area? The same thing, custom marketing to the right buyers. In Louisville, the agents with the best marketing plan are Bob and Greg Sokola. Their personalized marketing sells more homes for more money. If they can't find the right buyer on your deadline, they will buy it. Get the best marketing for your home. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and put more money in your pocket. News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you to the top of the hour. Bob Sikoler here. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran. And you may have uh, heard Greg and I were up uh, to see Barbara a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it's a month ago now. Had a great time at uh, her restaurant and all that stuff. So anyway, that's just a here, neither here nor there, but we do appreciate her endorsement of us. Uh, you can reach me anytime on my cell phone. We're looking to help you sell your homes, 376-5483. Also here, we've got Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 844-411-TEAM. And Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. And of course, I mentioned my son, Greg, does a great job, photography, marketing, so much more. All right. So housing trends that we are watching, because, you know, things are falling out of favor, things are coming into favor, and things that 
are gaining momentum. And that takes us to the following. We're going to go through this pretty quickly. Leave it to trendsetters to develop a solution. Two kitchens in one with separate work zones. So it's a two-for-one kitchen. One's a prep, the other a cook station. That seems to be a trend heading our way. Outdoor heaters and more. As we spend more time outside, outdoor heaters have become very popular. Yeah, Greg? Oh, yeah. No, no, I was saying that and double islands for the the dual kitchens, what we're seeing with the construction they're doing. Prefabricated, say that three times fast, prefabricated flex shed. So once you store tools in them, now they're little offices or bedrooms. Mm. Bring an affordable heater that we were talking about. That's true. Video conferencing built into your living room. I'm not sure if Greg has that in his living room yet. Uh, Keep in the office. Warmer, believe it or not, warmer palettes and design materials to give you a feel of coziness. Also, new multifamily amenities like gyms, pools, communal kitchens, multifamily rooms, so that the families who are living in homes together can get together. There's now, and this one is, you'll appreciate this, folks, quarantine stations. It's an area designed to permit people who test positive for COVID-19 but don't need a hospital to recuperate and avoid infecting family and neighbors. Yes, it's a thing. And we're not being used for a quarantine station. It could be used for a recording studio or a place to do biking or bike haven. A jail cell in your home, perhaps. <laughs> <That's> solitary. <laughs> and the other item, resilient landscapes, things that you don't have to do too much maintenance on, but to actually take care of themselves. So there you go. I, I, that COVID station took me by surprise and it, it, it is what it is, but that's. Good news is the early data on Omicron is it's doing what viruses do. It's getting weaker and spreading faster, but it's yeah, weaker. Hopefully. And that's a good thing. And that's, yep. you know, get out of here quickly. Yeah. Uh, Sammy says in an email, a tree branch from his neighbor's property during a recent storm dropped on his roof. He says he has a tarp on the roof and contacted his insurance company. But Kevin, he is wondering if he has to pay the deductible and will his rates go up? Or will his neighbor's insurance company pay and pay his deductible? I know you're not an insurance agent, but I thought it was an interesting question. No, but we, there were there were some cases that came out of uh, the Kentucky appellate courts that talked about uh, an urban area versus a rural area, and that if you're in an urban area, you have a responsibility to make sure that your trees are in fairly good shape. And uh, if they are not and they cause damage to your neighbor, then you would be responsible but I'm not sure how the insurance companies would deal with that. Between both of them, I'm assuming they would work it out. And the other question with the decision was, what is an urban area and what is a rural? What if you live out in Fisherville? Is, uh, so it, it's, it's kind of difficult, but for the most part, both the insurance companies would work it out. And I believe if it's in, say, the city of Louisville, the, the neighbor uh, would probably be responsible for the deductible, the one that was struck by the tree limb. Let's say that Greg's neighbor had a tree that looked like it was going to, maybe it was going to fall. Who knows? Would Greg need to have to send the neighbor a registered letter, which we were told in the past was necessary? Correct. In order for, if the tree falls for the insurance company, for the neighbor to cover it. Yeah. We've had that situation a few times before where the tree's certainly a danger to your property and the neighbor won't do anything. And again, you send them a certified letter to put them on notice. Yeah. If you can possibly copy in their insurance company, then the insurance company, it's a, uh, a nuisance that is on the property and the insurance company may force them to take the tree down or deal with it mm-hmm. uh, if they want to continue coverage. 
So that that's correct. That's a good approach. Is that, by the way, you say take the tree down. Is that at the neighbor's expense, not the insurance company, right? Uh, the insurance company's not going to pay for that. No. Yeah, I thought, yeah. Okay. All right. We move forward. Brad, this comes over to you on the inspection side. Corey writing in. He's selling his home. He's under contract. The inspections were done, and the inspector wrote up an incredibly long laundry list of needed repairs. And a lot of the repairs, he says, are cosmetic. For example, there's a stain under the sink of the cabinet floor, and the inspector says, no active signs of leak, but there's a stain. And the buyers want the this guy, Corey, to, to fix it, clean it up, or whatever. He says another example is insulation was on the floor in the basement of the house, and the inspector claimed that it was from animals getting in and maybe doing some damage. And Corey says absolutely no chance that an animal was ever in the basement or in the in the uh, little alcoves there. So he's wondering, what does he do? How does he respond to that? How does a, a seller respond when there's a, a series of, of repair requests that are cosmetic in nature? You know, it's interesting because the home inspectors will identify things that say old damage, you know, old evidence and moisture, but no active, you know, leaks right now. These are things that we're going to write up, mm -hmm. but we are simply identifying those defects. It's the agents are the ones who convert those defects into the repair requests. So, you know, cosmetic items, that's really outside of the scope of a home inspection anyway. Um, you know, th those are not anything that we've really see we don't document things like a stain on a carpet unless there's you know there's an active water leak that's caused it so cosmetic items are outside the scope so i would think that the buyer's agent uh is the one who would have been responsible for creating those uh repair requests and yeah. again i know that that's just part of the negotiation process so you know bob i know you've had situations uh, you know that you've talked to me about where where people have sent in you know 14 page long you know, repair requests because they basically take the home inspection and say, here, go fix this. Yeah. You know, the home mm -hmm. inspection is, is meant to identify what are called material defects. You know, those things that are going to cost more than a thousand dollars to repair or those things that are, are safety uh, concerns. You know, that's really what the purpose of the home inspection Preach is. Preach it, Bradley. To, I mean, there, yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, agents that will send in full repair request yeah. summaries and be like, and, and, and nothing else as a repair right. request. And you're like, what are you asking for? Right. Are, you, are yeah. you just giving me this? Is this a formal request? Which, as Kevin will tell us, we probably need a formal request, not just sending over a summary saying, oh, the but people, if you don't have a qualified agent or an agent who has been in the business for a while and knows the right way to build relationships and to communicate with the other agent on the other side, sometimes you will see that. And it is one of my biggest pet peeves. I know my wife's yes. as well. Um and mm -hmm. I know Brad probably gets it too, because then they see, they, and, and I'm sure you guys sign many, you know, everyone signs a disclosure and a waiver form explaining exactly the scope of what you guys do and, and how you're, you know, you're, you're paid to find deep material defects and structural problems and note. And then but you're not the real estate expert, right. <laughs> you're the inspector and the That's real right. estate expert is the one who is, should be walking you through. Well, let me, let me jump in. Let me jump in on behalf of agents throughout our area and the rest of the country that I think most agents will try to stay, have a level head mm -hmm. and say, okay, we're supposed to only ask for structural or safety issues, but there are many buyers who many first time buyers who have never gone through this process before. And That's I can tell you, will set expectations, well, right? setting the expectations is one thing, but I will tell you, there have been multiple times where a buyer's parents 
looked at the inspection reports and, oh, you got to get this done. This is ridiculous. You're paying a lot of money for this house. You have to get this, this. And so the buyers are now just responding to the parents. You want to respect the parents. And as a result, let's face it, um, it's our job, even though we're supposed to set the expectations, sometimes it goes through. So, well, that's okay. Just yeah. don't send the summary. Well, one of my problems I see is people use it as a negotiation. They, they overpay for a property. Yeah. knowing they're overpaying in this yeah. environment. Mm-hmm. And then they use the inspection mm-hmm. report to renegotiate the price back down to what they really wanted to pay. Well, guess for what? In this market, that sometimes will shoot you right in the foot with that plan because we have clients, many of this happens a lot of times now, they 14 bids on a home, right? 14 contracts. We won. Repair request comes back, Lake Forest House, rotting window sills, lots of windows in those homes. But... It's a case of how bad you want it, right? Because if we go back to the sellers and negotiate now and say, we want uh, in lieu of repairs, whatever the situation is, money off, um, or we want to walk and we're scared, this is where setting expectations comes through and having the experience to know if these homes are still viable, what the structure is, having the rest of the repair request or the inspection report rather to show you, okay, yeah, in our experience, it shows this, this house is structurally sound. And Bob, you know very well, we had the same issue in our in our Springhurst home where some of the uh, sills were rotting out and had to be replaced and mm-hmm. all that kind of good stuff. And And, you know, so the question is, do you back off and put it back on the market? Because I guarantee you there's 13 other people who may want to take that risk with that home, especially in that area with prices the way they are and, and inventory the way it is. So, And I would tell you that to all buyers that there is a diminishing return to asking for everything or a lot of things in a repair request, especially if they're obviously cosmetic and are not supposed to be there. I have been on the seller side as I am all the time these days where the seller simply say, nah, let's put it back on the market. We actually go back and say, seller will make no repairs. And then the buyers are faced with either uh, going forward with the house without anything being done and or going back out and looking for another house. So be aware let's that- Let's face it, inventory uh, is bleak. So the sellers have all the low. sellers have the juice. Well, Bob mentioned one earlier that we have one yeah. just like it. The parents who haven't been through the process, uh-huh. haven't had 12 contracts rejected, at the last minute, took a look. Oh, son, daughter-in-law, you you can't. You need to ask for this. Well, mm-hmm. like Greg says, seller's got fifteen in line behind them, and uh, that's going to torpedo that transaction. But well, again, we, have, we have time for one more question, Tony. Uh, this is for you, Kev. Tony sent us an email saying his home does not have a homeowner association with it, but he wishes it did. He's asking, how does he stop his neighbor from building a front yard fence? And I don't know if that's a, uh, if, there's, if there's no HOA, is there anything that you can do to prevent your neighbor from from building a front yard fence? It, depending on the county or perhaps the small city he lives in, you'll have ordinances that prescribe that a fence cannot go beyond a certain point. Uh, you may want to check in either with downtown uh, Louisville Metro or if you say lives in J-Town or St. Matthews, check in on the lo- local ordinance and see if there's some uh, prohibition against doing that. If not, Unfortunately, he doesn't have the right to do anything. That's it. But, but I do believe some of the cities have a restriction. You can't go beyond the front, the front edge of the home. So be careful with the, or check the, the restrictions in the city and see the if the city are, ordinance. Yeah, that may be something. Correct. Yep. All right. Well, I wonder if there's any restrictions for growing uh, vegetables in your front yard. I wonder if there's uh, on the side of your yard. No, in the front I, yard. I, I've seen that done in the Highlands, and I've seen that done in St. Matthews. So uh, come on my block. Come on my block. And yeah. see my na- look at my neighbor. 
last yeah, but year. There's lots of there's very unique, you know, lot uh, draws over there for the way they all sit. A lot of things back up yeah. to each other, and the houses are made such with the landscaping in between. Just yeah. kind of looks cool. Good. Cauliflower is landscaping, right? Yeah, but unless you got like a, big, a hydrangea, right? Big, a little bit. Big towers, a low hydrangea. High plants going up in front of his house. It was kind of strange, but okay. Corn. It's got the all the neighbors are talking about it. That's for sure. It took the heat off of me, which because of the dog, because <laughs> the dog. The truth barking, be told. The yes, the dogs. Remember the dog barking problem? Yeah. Well, yes. Well, we've gotten a lot better. My neighbors are now on talking terms with me, and for all my neighbors. My dogs go in for training. We already went for one lesson. We're going in uh, end of February for a week-long training. So I think we're going to get that. And I've got some other things. I'll tell you about that down the road. In fact, that's a good reason to tell you that next week we're talking about 12 things you may not realize that are annoying your neighbors. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. Your dog. We, my dog. Not, not everywhere. Uh, my thanks to Kevin Dissler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. They do a great job, and Kevin's a great thanks, guy. Thanks, guys. Yep. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. And in case you missed it, he's now seven years in a row, the number one Home Team Inspection Service in the country. A great honor. Great having you here, Brett, as well. My Thanks son, Greg, who does yeah, seven years. My son, Greg, who does a great job with all of our marketing, photography. Pleasure, uh, pleasure. So much always. more. If you want to see what the show looks like on the Zoom, you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. And then if you want to sign up for our newsletter, go to WeSellingLouisville.com. No apostrophe. WeSellingLouisville, W-E-R-E, SellingLouisville.com. You can reach me anytime on my cell phone, 376-5483. We will be out there to help you get your home sold. And we've got 12 agents ready to help you jump out and find your next dream home. That's it for this week, folks. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.